This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Moments before the show, Mark, you told me you had a story about someone who is in trouble. Jail? Is it jail? Uh, well, he's uh, facing prison time. Facing prison for sharing a little Debbie snack cake. That's correct. Can, uh, I didn't believe you when it, you well, said that. You know, you what can't, is this about? You can't write fiction like this. If somebody wrote this in a in, in a book or uh, if the Onion wrote this, they would people wouldn't believe it. They'd say it's outrageous. I thought it was an Onion story when you gave me the the headline. What is now, going on? Yeah, APnews.myway.com, um, which I guess is it's from the AP then, right? Mm-hmm. It says AP. MacArthur, Ohio, a judge in southern Ohio, must decide whether to send a man to prison for sharing a Little Debbie snack cake. <laughs> okay. The case involves 21-year-old Timothy Caudill, who last year was held in a residential community corrections program in Nelsonville for breaking into a bar. Nelsonville? I think we're on in Nelsonville. Excellent. I hope the, I'm hoping the best here for Timothy. <laughs> While there, prosecutors, prosecutors, can you believe that a prosecutor, I hope the prosecutor's listening, can you believe a prosecutor would waste his time with this crap? Prosecutors said he bought the oatmeal cream pie from a vending machine and shared it with a fellow inmate who was on restriction and wasn't allowed access to snacks. <laughs> he should have known, huh? Well, I, I, maybe he did know. Maybe hey, he said, man, I'm on restriction. You can't be giving that to me. Well, it, maybe he who he maybe he knew, maybe he didn't know. I don't what? care. Maybe you know he probably said, Psst, "Hey, want some snack? Want want some want some oatmeal pie? Well, you know, whatever." He's trying to be nice, trying to be kind to someone. I spent eighteen hours in jail once, and I was given an oatmeal cream pie, and it smelled like everything else smelled, so I couldn't eat it. I gave mine away. Hopefully, not to anyone on restriction. Yes, that's, that's, I didn't know. It's the restriction aspect that's really the problem here. <laughs> Prosecutors. So wait, this guy was in some sort of correctional program. He wasn't right. actually in jail. He was in one. Of, right, he was in one of these uh, halfway house kind of okay uh, gizmos, and uh, he broke. No the rules. sharing. <laughs> you aren't allowed to share your snack cake. It's not the sharing. It was the um, you know the the breaking of the rules by giving a snack cake to somebody who was on restriction. But I understand that, but. You didn't I mean, know that, right? Do you, do you understand? This is the equivalent uh, of like not making your bed in the morning. Yeah. I mean, these, <laughs> these are the kind of violation we're talking about here. Yes, he shared with an inmate who was on restriction, but this is a vendetta. This is vendetta-oriented because somebody at the community correctional center said, you, I told you he wasn't allowed to have a snack cake. He's not allowed to have any, and you will not defy my authority. Wow. This is the kind of disgusting crap that goes on when you give people this kind of power over other people. I can only imagine the the hearing as the judge sees this guy in his courtroom for this violation and he tells him, well, normally I'd let you off, but we're going to have to make an example of you today for anyone else who would ever consider sharing a snack cake with Billy. You know, (laughs) what? This is crazy. It, right. It's it's so crazy, you the, don't know what to say about it. Yeah, the, the rules, they just never stop, and they just get more and more insane over time. The, the level of control never decreases. 
I don't. You're right, Mark. Let's go to the phone calls. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two. There's just a second to the left of the story. Let me finish. Oh, there, it. There's more. Okay. Yeah, there's, prosecutors in Vinton County have asked the common pleas judge Jeffrey Simmons to revoke Cottle's probation and put him in prison mm-hmm. for nine months. You've got Cottle's attorney. Uh, nine months seems a bit extreme. It's anything's extreme. Vop. <laughs> <laughs> Any of this is extreme. Caudill's attorney, Claire Ball, said that that's outrageous. Ball says uh, keeping Caudill out of state prison would have uh, would would leave cell space for more serious offender. Let's go to your phone calls. Whitney's on the line in D.C. Ladies first. Hey, guys. Hey, Whitney. Hi. Um, I'm calling tonight. Uh, just wanted to share a story with you about um, something that happened in my life uh, about 14 years ago with okay. my grandmother. Um, you know, you guys have been talking about how kids are getting stolen uh, by the state, basically. Yeah, they sure are. Yeah. Kidnapping. And, and actually, in the D.C. area, and Mark had that story a couple of days ago about the child that was taken um, from her parents, you know, two years ago. Three years ago, yeah. Um, three years ago, yeah. And now uh, they won't give her back. But anyway, my, my story is about my grandmother, um, who was, uh, I mean, I was, I was 13 when this happened, but... Uh, she was uh, bedridden, and she'd been bedridden for about three years, and so she lived at home with us. Um, and she was bedridden because she broke her hip, and uh, she'd never really fully recovered from it, so she just kind of gave up walking. Mm-hmm. And um, so anyway, she was living at home with us, and she also had Alzheimer's, which is a progressive uh, neurodegenerative disorder. And she essentially one day she decided that she didn't want to take her medication anymore. She was taking about 20 pills. For you know wow. various things, she's seventy six wow. years old. How old? Seventy six. She was seventy six. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, she decides to stop taking her medication, and we're not going to force it down her throat. Sure. Um, so the home health aide that we had that came in two days a week to relieve us from having to take care of her seven days a week, um, apparently the home health aide reported us to HRS. Oh my gosh! Snitched out by your own employee? <laughs> yeah. Um, because we weren't forcing her to take her medication. That is so awful. Before you go on, now, did the home health, um, health aide or whatever whatever her title is uh, for the, the snitch, did the snitch, um, did she... Did, she did didn't she, say anything to she us. She didn't talk to you at all about it? Nope, she didn't say, not at all. you know, it's really best if she takes her medication? Nope. She just uh, apparently right made to an the anonymous cops. call, didn't even say anything to us, and next thing you know, we got the police and HRS at our door. What oh a disgusting my. individual that is. Yeah. What a disgusting well, system. It, it is, because you know what happened. Well, I'll tell you what happened. They come through our door. You know, of course, my mom, um, you know, she, I mean, let them in. She didn't realize what she they were there know. for. Yeah. Yeah. They come in. They basically kidnapped my grandmother out of her home. Wow. She was, you know, basically on her deathbed. I mean, she she was, you know, not not terribly old. but She had made her choice. She, she, she had made she, a choice. She had so, made her choice about what she wanted for her life, and what she wanted was to be off the pills, maybe so she could drift away and, and possibly whatever pass right. on. Well, it gets even worse, because when they took her away against our will and our wishes, and her wishes, too, <laughs> um, and she uh, was basically forced to go into the hospital. She was put on a feeding tube. She was put oh. on, like, an IV catheter, all these things. Um, and did they bill you for it? Um, yeah, I mean, we, we, well, the bill came out of her estate after oh. she died. But hmm. So they billed her for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Well, basically, she wound up dying alone at 2 o'clock in the morning, about oh. three days after they put her in the hospital. Yeah. And she, at 2 o'clock, or I guess at about 1 o'clock in the morning, she had pulled out the feeding tube. She pulled out all the IVs, all the, you know, drips and everything. She pulled, yanked everything wow. out. And she died by herself alone oh, with none of her family around her. Poor lady. Were you wow. not allowed to go see her in the hospital, or were you allowed? Well, uh, no, we were allowed to see her, but it was 1 o'clock in the morning. Right, know? so everybody was at home and, you know, And, I mean, she basically, she didn't want to continue being, uh, you know, living like that. Well, now, was what was the so, bureaucracy they snitched you out to? Be- Department of what? It HRS. Um, Health and whatever in, rehabilitation. Yeah, services. I don't even know. I, so, that, so in the beginning, so in the beginning of life, uh, the first eighteen years, the, the Department of Children and Families can come on, on a whim and steal your children from you, and then at the end of life, uh, the HRS can come in and steal your grandparents or your mother and father from you, or perhaps maybe your spouse. Perhaps maybe you're getting older with it's your loved same, one. In in that state, that's the same department. Oh, HRS okay. is another name for a child. Florida, yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah. That, huh. As a matter of fact, in Florida, that is HRS. <laughs> no, yeah. Florida's got a D, uh, DCF, Department of Children. They and changed families. their name relatively. Um, well, this was back in nineteen ninety something. Huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. HRS was it was I HRS. See. Now it's. Wow. Yeah. So so there she was, ready to die. Uh, she was getting ready to die. She was in her own home, and the she government. She was in our home with us, with our right. pets, with our family, and they came and took her out. And totally, I mean, it was. So I she can't had, tell you, I was 13 years old, and I was wow. totally appalled. Wow, that is absolutely that. stunning, Whitney. Thank you for the call tonight. I'm glad you shared that story. I'm, and I'm sorry for what happened yeah. to your family. One eight hundred two five nine. Sorry, sorry for these bureaucrats. I'm sorry that we've we've let it come to this. Ninety two thirty one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Live streams are there, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version. Both are free for you. So enjoy those on us at freetalklive.com. Is another fad diet really the answer to helping you lose those extra pounds? Are working out and eating right no longer working to help you lose weight? If you can relate to that, then go read the story of a doctor who lost 37 pounds in one month and has kept it off. See the actual before and after pictures, and you can read his story at notfatanymore.com. You can get off that fad diet roller coaster forever. Check out notfatanymore.com. 800-259-9231. I, I want to go on with the calls, but that story from Whitney, I... I don't know. I feel like it deserves a little bit more time. Uh, for those of you just tuning in, she called in to relate a story that uh, that occurred with her family 14 years ago down in Florida with the Department of Children and Families, at that time known as Health and Real- Rehabilitative Services. Or something like that, yeah. Well, what they did was they serviced her grandmother by taking her out of her home, right. her family's home, 
in her final days after she decided to stop taking the 20 plus pills or however many it was that she was on every single day. She decided to stop taking them for whatever reason. It's her body. It's her life. She can make those decisions for herself. But the state says, no, you can't make those decisions for yourself. No, we're going to make those decisions for you. And they snatched away this woman because apparently one of their workers snitched them out to the state. They, they, she snitched on her clients. And so the state came in there to the rescue. And they snatched up uh, Granny who was on her deathbed, essentially, and then brought her into the hospital, hooked her, uh, hooked her up to a bunch of machines well, that she didn't want to be hooked up to. She wasn't even on her deathbed, necessarily. She essentially, um, you she know, they had, they been, had uh, a feeding tubes. She wasn't in good shape, by no means, but um, she they hooked her up to a bunch of tubes and machines and that kind of thing, and she pulled them all out and, you know, and essentially died. committed suicide to some extent, rather yeah. than be in the circumstance she was in. Trapped. She didn't want to be in that antiseptic hospital. It's she a wanted, jail. Yeah. The hospital is a jail because you, especially it, when the state puts you, you there. You can't leave. Could she leave? Could she go home? Nope. Not very likely. And who likes to be in the hospital? I wouldn't want to die in the hospital. It's so awful. The They're story uncomfortable. is terrible. It's one of the most disgusting, sad stories I've heard. I think on this program. I mean, it's bad enough to hear about the kids being stolen away, but at least if they get out of the state's custody, at least they have some time left. You know, at least they have a a life left to live. This woman, she was on her last days. How can anybody defend this? 1-800-259-9231 if you want to give it a shot. Maybe you're out there. The only defense to it is is that uh, the Department of uh, Family, you know, Rehabilitative Services was put in place to protect uh, people that can't protect themselves, like uh, children and and the very old. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, obviously sometimes bureaucracy is going to make some mistakes. They're going to overstep their bounds. But all in all, they do a good job. That's the only defense you can come up with. And that's sort of how we all hope the bureaucracy works. We stick our head in the sand. We don't we we never question it until it comes until it 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 rears its ugly eye at us and says you mm. you aren't doing things right you haven't jammed pills down the throat of your mother disgusting you, your mother will be taken from you you are incompetent and then they take your parent away and kill them oh man one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one if you can seriously defend this behavior would love to hear from you. Otherwise, we move on, uh, because what can you do? What can you do in in this situation? They've taken your loved one from you, and they're probably going to hurt you if you try to do something about it. You know, if you attempt a daring rescue in the middle of the night to steal back your own mother... So she can die in peace in her own room or in her in her family's house, as Whitney said, with loved ones and pets around. Well, what'll happen to you if you try to rescue her back? I, I nothing, nothing good. You're gonna get hurt. Somebody's gonna hurt you. You're gonna end up in a cold cage somewhere. It, it, all that can happen is, you know, I, I can't. I don't know how you would pull it off. Basically, you'd say to the hospital staff, "Look, I'm taking my my mom and I are going home." Yeah. Then they and pick they up call the, phone, the cops, and, they and there's call, a cop right there at the hospital. Yeah. They'll stop you. So, I mean, you go, you see mom, and you say, I'm sorry, we hired the wrong person. We never would have known. Next time, we'll put a clause in the contract that says you can't call the state. (laughs) Hire somebody more trustworthy. The idea that your own employee snitches you out. Well, what difference would it make if you would put that that clause in the contract? Probably none. None. 
I mean, because the law would override it or whatever. You know, this is this is just a despicable person who had uh, you know no spine. She didn't the, the the snitch didn't say anything. The the home health care agent or whatever she's called. She didn't say anything to the family. She didn't say, look, I'm really of the opinion uh, that this woman should be taking her meds. She didn't say anything like that. She just called HRS. Mm. Sick, sick, sick world. So, uh, you know, how much further are you going to let this go? How many more examples need pass in front of you? Does it have to be your family? Is that when you're willing to make a change? Now, obviously, I'm speaking very generally. Speaking to those who aren't willing to make a change. Speaking to those who aren't willing to stand up. And I don't know what you can do about this beyond get together with people who are of like mind and refuse this system. Refuse participation in it. This is the most inhumane, disgusting, despicable group. I understand that individually these people are probably very nice, but when they get together and they operate under the auspices of bureaucracy, under the right, once, uh, auspices of power... Once the responsibility is taken away from them for their actions, because... The H- humanity is ha- taken away. Which Who, who suffered here? Who suffered? Did the, the old did lady the in the family. Right. Did the HRS agents? No. Even though they took the woman away from her family and three days later she's dead, mm. no one says, you're a nope. bunch of freaking murderers. You're going to jail. Nobody says that. They couldn't say that. Even if someone did say that, they couldn't put them in jail. No, nope. you can't charge HRS with murder. That's for sure. It's not Sovereign even a real immunity. organization. It's, it's not even a, a person. It's, it's a group of people calling themselves something and doing business by the, th- the threat of force. And it's awful. And I, I don't understand why anyone would want to uh, to raise this system up and say this is a good thing. We've talked before about it, how in a free marketplace, there are going to be people that do things you don't agree with with their family. And if you really, really, really don't agree and you feel like you must do something, and I don't recommend this, but if you feel like you must step in and rescue the old lady or rescue the children from abuse or whatever it is, the situation that you're, you're dealing with, at least in that situation, if you were to go in, Mark, and save that old lady from that family and take her to the hospital yourself because you heard about what was going on, maybe you were the worker, mm-hmm. you snatched the woman away and bring her into the hospital, you could face some sort of consequence for that. You could be taken to arbitration, and that, you know, that old lady or the family would tell you that this was not her wish and there's a chance that you could pay for that some sort of restitution whereas I don't see at least how even even I, there would never even be in the free market anything that happened like this i don't think there, there would, would there would never be an organization but you know how people that, feel about the kids that snatched 76 year old women I out of their not. homes that are um, on 20 pills a day there would never be an organization that did that long. nothing could be this sick only a government could be this twisted only 1-800-259-9231 and they are completely immune from any consequences whatsoever. At least, with, at least with mass murderers, you can throw them in jail. But when they work for the government, when they're do-gooders with good intentions, get a pat on the back and a promotion. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Pork Manor. You want to move to New Hampshire, but you don't know where you're going to live? Porkmanor.com is a new site that connects freedom-loving landlords with freedom-loving renters. Landlords can easily manage the display of their rentals, including uploading photos and showing videos. Renters can uh, find a place cheap where they'll be living with libertarians and anarchists. It's simple, efficient, affordable, and effective. Porkmanor.com. That's P-O-R-C-M-A-N-O-R.com. The latest on the... Coming crackdown on video games. First, we go to your phone calls. Kevin in the UK across the pond. Hello, Kevin. Kevin, you're on the air. Kevin going Hi. once. Hello. Hi, it's Gavin. Oh, Gavin. What's on Gavin. your mind? How are you doing? All right. Hey, this is this the first time I've spoken to uh, to your female uh, host there. No, yeah, Julia. Yeah, she's, she's not on enough. Uh, hello. Oh, how are you doing? All right. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah, good. Sorry. <laughs> Let's move oh, past the formalities, well, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you know, we're far too formal in this country. That's the problem. <laughs> right. Yeah, the last time I, tr- I, I, I phoned, I was a bit under weather. I had a few, few too bevies, a uh, few too many bevies, and, um, yeah, I started... Well, it, is, it is midnight around there uh, right now, right? I mean, it's past midnight at this point, isn't it, over there? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's well beyond my bedtime, so... so no problem, <laughs> man. Don't worry about right. it. <laughs> Right. Well, I, I just thought uh, the point I was trying to make uh, last time was, was, in short, that um, you know, despite the good work that Free Talk Live does and, and so on, is that each each individual needs to take charge of uh, their own destiny at the end of the day. Because uh, you know, if if you rely on other people to uh, to, to achieve freedom for yourself, you. you it, it, it's going to be a very long time coming. Yeah, oh, it's, it's not going to happen. I mean, the evidence is that it's just simply not going to happen. The governments yeah. in both of our countries have grown exponentially since uh, just all along. They just keep on getting bigger and bigger. That much is true. Certainly no one can save you but yourself. You have to be willing to take that step into responsibility for your own life fully. Uh, but at the same time, it does help to have others around that agree with you, like we do here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Oh, I, I completely agree. I mean, I think that you've got a very good uh, opportunity in America in that you do have your individual states. We, we don't have that sort of thing in, in the UK. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty much a uh, centralized system. You know, we have uh, uh, the Westminster Parliament in London. Um, we do have a degree of devolution in Wales and Scotland, but it... it Nonetheless, it's still a, a centralized system. At least in America, you do have, um, or sorry, the United States, you do have, uh, you know, the opportunity in, in your instance to, to secede. And, uh, you know, I, I'd certainly look at that um, seriously. I, oh, yeah. I, I, you here. can bet we are. I'm, I'm very interested in it. I just don't think that uh, it, it, when you say it's the opportunity, I, I don't think it's it's going through most Americans' heads. Oh, no, no, but we have to put it in their heads. We have to talk about it. We have to publicize the idea, popularize the idea, so people start to uh, to think about it. 
I agree with you, Mark, mm. but that can that can change. It can. Yeah. And there's no reason why um, a state like New Hampshire should be able to um, secede more readily than where it, some little spot in England that uh, you guys pick out and decide should secede. Sure, you but could do it, I think. for some reason or another, it makes more sense in people's mind. Yeah. You know, cause yeah. Live for your die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the, other, the other thing is, uh, it's interesting. I, I've, I've, in the last uh, couple of years, I've been paying more attention to the American political scene, and uh, it's it's interesting to see how your 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 political system works, and it, it's really messed up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the I, best I, one in the world, that's Kevin. What, that's what they tell us, or at Gavin. least. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I, I, I struggle to understand it, and, and we, we, in, in this country, we have first, uh, what's it, first past the post, which basically means that when you have a, we, well, first of all, we don't have this uh, situation where the parties, you know, your Republican, your Democrat parties, have this several months of uh, campaigning to see who's going to be the candidate of the political party. Hmm. We do we, like our, uh, we do like our suspense here. Yeah, and and I I I I can't quite understand how that works. I don't see what the point of that is. Yeah, it's just it, a big popularity contest. The politicians love to be loved, and uh, they love all the attention that they get out on the campaign trail. And uh, that's yeah. I think that's what the primary thing is: is just to build, you know, pump up their name and in who they are. And those even those who don't win the nominations end up writing a book and making money off of that, and getting speaking engagements and making money off of that, and so that's that's pretty much what it's uh, what it's about. But it's just you know what I don't know about the suspense, Mark. We know that whichever one of those scumbags gets elected, uh, freedom is going to suffer. Yeah, there's, there's no, no suspense, suspense there. there. <laughs> so yeah, Gavin, well, I, I don't. I, uh, is, is, uh, you know, uh, Bar- although Barack Obama is, if you like, the worst of all the you, you know worst of uh, the evils of the two uh, Democrats. I can't ca- um, I can't categorize I, them. I, I they're so <laughs> awful. All of them are just so awful. To, to make oh no that no claim. no. I, 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 I completely agree, but uh, a crikey! I don't want to pay enough attention. I know I'm not interested in paying enough attention to to ascertain which one might be one iota better than the other. It's not worth my while. I'm not going to vote no, for any of them. No. Gavin, well, thank the key you. thing is, go ahead. The key thing, as I say, is that regardless of the politicians, and I'm speaking as a politician in this country, is at the end of the day, politicians don't matter. Well, I, I once got an email. Uh, saying, uh, you know, how dare you speak about certain issues the way you do? You know, a person of your responsibility, a person of your standing as a politician. And I said, well, hang on. At the end of the day, the Queen may use a better brand of toilet paper than you do, but at the end of the day, you both wipe your own backside. Ah, I heard that. Right on, Gavin. I love that example. Thank you so much. It really brings those people back down to earth. These are not special people. And I can't stand it when people have the attitude of, well, uh, in Washington, uh, they know what they're doing. They're yeah. very smart. <laughs> they're smart people. They've gone to school for this leadership thing. They know. Yeah. They were part of the leadership club in high school, too. Yeah. They're leaders. They're not leaders. No. They're gangsters. They're a bunch of idiots. They're gangsters. Leaders lead by example. Leaders have a vision. And they persuade people to follow their vision on a voluntary basis. Persuasion is the tool of a good leader. A politician has only a violent tool. They have government. They have men with guns to back up their grand ideas. They're disgusting. 800-259-9231. And the the worship for them in this country, I I understand, you know, 
looking at it, I can imagine Gavin looking at it from the outside and just seeing people fall all over themselves for these politicians. Well, he's a politician over there. He knows I'm uh, sure to some happens, extent what it's like. But he's saying it's different. He's saying it's different here okay. than, than it is there. So. Hollywood for ugly people. That's yeah. what they say. They, it's, and it's gotten more <laughs> that way over time. I it, think. Go ahead. I'm always amazed when I go and I look for show prep and I'm looking through all of the news. I have to wade through so much crap about, about Hillary Clinton, Ob- just all of them. It's just one story after another about them. They're really not, and they're not exciting stories. Sure. Or- well, it's always the same. I mean, you can look at it here in this election season, and you can fa- rewind four years ago to <laughs> that election season. It's the only thing that changes are the names of the players. All they do is always the same. There was, I'm the same way. I mean, I I ignore those stories, but they still they hit you in the face when you're going and looking for prep. And one of the last things I saw was that uh, Barack Obama goes to meet some you know longshoremen or something like that to prove that he's got the chops for it uh, because he came from the streets or you know something like yeah. that Barack uh, Obama he's a bad mamma jamma you know it's, it's that <laughs> attitude or, what? or Hillary Clinton's down meeting uh, with, with a bunch of mothers schools and, 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 and what, what Harvard or Yale I can't remember which one of John McCain is Ivy meeting League schools you know he's meeting with the Hispanics to uh, you know and, and the John McCain thing is so disingenuous because largely he's getting elected based on I'm I'm a collaborator with the enemy. I I work with the Democrats. I bring us all together. And, <laughs> and don't forget, I was a POW. I, yeah. w- I was in the military. He's not the only guy that was in the military that was running, but for some reason he gets the military flag. One eight hundred because he was dumb enough to get caught. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL CAI toll free line. You want him to lead you somewhere? He's going to lead you right into the VC. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, then AMP. Go to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board. And uh, three bucks a month is all that will cost you. Totally voluntary. You get all the features on the site for free. So this is above and beyond that to get you some extra perks, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum. All the details are at amp.freetalklive.com. And feel good, because that money's being reinvested into the show to get us on more radio stations across the country. I can't announce which stations at this point, but I can hint, I think, because uh, I've got a verbal agreement from a five-station group in New York State, which yeah, will be you a know, way to make a splash in the Empire State. It'll be big, fun. It's big, big, yeah. Because five stations, uh, it takes us sometimes two, three months. Uh, even now, it used to be a year. Of, I remember we started on three stations. We went down to two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're syndicated on two stations. Right. <laughs> so, Coming, s- smoking out of Marysville, Tennessee, and six watts in Kansas City. Yeah. Up to this. Humble beginnings, Mark. Uh, right. And I think that uh, we're going to be at 50 by the end of the year. I think it's possible. I think it's doable. 50 stations. So it's all happening because of those of you who have become amplifiers. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. You're helping make it happen faster. And you get perks while you're at it, too. So go get all the details and get on board. Amp.freetalklive.com. To your phone calls, Dave in Athens, Ohio, listening on WAIS. Hello, Dave. Hi, guys. What does the habeas corpus mean? Um, it means the to body sur- of sur- evidence. Surrender the body. No, that's uh, oh, really? corpus delecti. Oh, corpus delecti. Yeah, all this Latin. Well, I was reading the Constitution today, and it says that 
The writ of habeas corpus may be suspended in case of a rebellion or a invasion. Well, it's been it's been suspended. Yeah, so they've pretty much done that already. They uh, <laughs> they must con- they must either believe they're being invaded or rebelled against. Which and both- Congress also can appropriate monies for war, but for a period no longer than two years, according to the Constitution. Yeah, I think what they do is they just keep appropriating it every two years. It's yeah, just that's what someone told me that yep. they were not a and a President Bush, but they said he was doing right by the Constitution by going every year. It just goes to show you, Dave, and those are great points that you bring up, and it just goes to show you that no amount of words can truly shackle people who are in search of more and more power. Thank you for the call tonight. Thank thank you for those examples. 800-259-9231. As Lysander Spooner said back in the late 1800s, that the Constitution has either authorized all of the tyranny that we are seeing from the federal government, or it has been powerless to prevent it. You know, the fact is, words on paper are never going to stop men who are in search of lording power over other men. It won't stop them. It hasn't. I wish it did. I wish it did. We'd be so much wealthier now and so much more free, but it didn't work that way. 800-259-9231, which is why we like secession. Let's continue with Jeff in Nevada. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jeff. Yeah, guys, I just wanted to make some comments and, you know, tell all your listeners, you know, I tell you, the government has its own agenda, and uh, actually, they're uh, Mm. in the process and have been uh, in their fascist movement, which has always been in motion, and, you know, they're basically a Nazi puppet state, uh, national regeneration, and what we have here, guys, is Hillary Clinton, an old cat, elements of Marxism. Then we got Obama. He's wanting to set up toxic waste sites all over the country. And then we got John McCain, who's trying to endorse the North American Union, which is, you know, everybody knows about. And these are candidates with nothing to offer, desperate to come up with something to swing the but polls. What's and, new? Wait, hold on, wait, wait. Yeah. What's the and, and, and they really have no platform. And, and basically, the it's truth is, is, you know, the truth is too hot for some people to handle, guys, because these guys are all members of the CFR, okay? Council and we, we know what they're doing. On their own website, it says that they seek a one-world government. And, of course, they Yikes. endorse the Federal Reserve and also endorse the U.N. policies, United Nations. and and uh, They're bad, bad people. There's yeah, these, no doubt about it. These candidates are only interested in raping the economy and the environment and... Basically, but really, as you know, as I say, what has changed? I mean, yeah, this is no different from well, this I is mean, no different from four years ago, from four years before that. And I don't know what the whole new world order thing is. All I know, Jeff, is that there are people in search of power over others. Those are the but, people I will fight against. Uh, or those are the people that I will try to avoid. Those are the people that I don't want in my life. And those are the people we uh, we out here on this show. And thanks for the call tonight. Ron, Appreciate Ron it. Paul. Thank you. Yeah, we like Ron Paul. He's he's one of the good guys in there. Maybe the only one. 800-259-9231. Please don't, you know, the New World Order thing, just, it's so paranoid, so so crazy sounding, and at the same time, such an oversimplification of what we're really dealing with. We're dealing with people. Nazi puppet states. We're dealing with people, whether they're Nazis or, or, or <laughs> fascists or whatever it is they are. They want to control your life. That's what my concern is, that there are people that want to control others. Now, look, if you want to be controlled then have at it. There are plenty of people out there that will be more than happy to give you orders and tell you how to live your life. You can find them in uh, organized religions. 
You can find them in governments. And so I, I would never want to, like, while I find it sad that there would be people like that, I would never want to force those people to not be controlled. You will always have the option in the free marketplace to allow yourself to be controlled at any time. I mean, that's why dominatrixes, you know, they've got business, right? The businessmen, uh, they like to go to the get tied up on the rack at the dominatrix hut or wherever it is that she does her or dungeon. I guess she would be in a dungeon. Uh, so, you know, they like some people like to be controlled. And I say more power to them. Not not for me. Thank you very much. I like my, my own life. I like making my own decisions. And I want other people who also want to make their own decisions for their lives without facing a threat of a jail cell to, to have that ability, and that's what I'm working towards. You know, I tuned out for just a second um, to uh, look at this article on, uh, I, I don't know, somebody's caught smoking pot, and oh. uh, then I tuned back in, and you're talking about dominatrixes. Yeah. I can't let you alone for a second on the air. No <laughs> dominatrix talk. We're talking about control, Mark. We've had a dominatrix <laughs> on the air with us in the past. There's a dominatrix on our Shrine of Female listeners. We are, in, uh, we are uh, going to be linked to dominatrixes from here on out, Mark. There's no avoiding it. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Julia, am I right about this? People, some of them, they just want this treatment. What, to be controlled? To be controlled. Sure, people love to be controlled. So let them have it, but just stop trying to control us, because not everyone likes that. 1-800-259-9231, uh, the Libertarian Party. <clears throat> I w- revoked my membership, my life membership, a-, a week or so ago on this program, and then came across some interesting numbers that really back up my case about how ineffective they are. Br- uh, Brad Spangler from bradspangler.com has a blog where he talks about how the 2008 Liberty Magazine poll results are out, and they support something he says I've been talking about for the past few years in regard as crucially important for libertarians. The Libertarian Party specifically and electoral politics generally are very poor tools for the advancement of libertarian ideas if we're talking about radical, i.e. real, libertarianism. Consider the first two questions alone. Number one. These were questions asked of people in the Libertarian Party, okay? Question number one. There is a proper role for government, but that role is much smaller than the role government plays at present. Uh, Yes. Today, 89.5 agree, or 89.5% agree with that statement, whereas 20 years ago, 66% of Libertarians agreed with that statement. Okay. Number two, government should be eliminated altogether. Today, only 10.5% of Libertarian Party members agree with that statement, while 20 years ago, 31% of Libertarian Party members agreed with that statement. So you can see very clearly, over, just from those two questions, what, we, what I've talked about on this program, and that is how the Libertarian Party has been watered down over the last several years. As more people, they've tried to expand the tent to make it so people who aren't as principled can come in and join the party. They've, completely, they've been successful. They, yeah, they've completely eliminated... Well, they've, they've been successful at watering down the party. They haven't been really any success, more successful at getting elected. I, yeah, I don't know if there's any more people in the party or not, and I, I can tell you that they're... they're no, they um, actually dip down. They, uh, fewer they, people are being... You know, they're even, fewer people are voting for them. They peaked up in the late 90s, and then they dipped down after, I think, the 2000 elections. 
So there you go, more hard evidence. And uh, Spangler says whether there should be minimal government is one of the oldest controversy in, uh, controversies in libertarian thought. If the poll results are representative of overall libertarian opinion, the minarchists clearly are making their case more persuasively than are the anarchists. And the trend line is clearly away from anarchist sentiments. The above supposes, though, that anarchists are and have been making their case among the movement cross-section represented by Liberty Magazine's reader poll, and that... It is this case which has been rejected in favor of a purported minarchist case supposedly being actively advanced. He says no such thing is going on at all. Rather, within the movement, anarchists aren't making their case because they're busy doing politics, and minarchists enjoy the pro-government bias inherent in existing government being the status quo. So, you know, people like me are dropping out of the Libertarian Party because they've fallen away from their principles, and you can just expect them to water down even more before they're completely irrelevant in the future. Hour two's coming up. This is Free Talk Live. The cynic says, I started losing my hair, and there was nothing I could do. I wore a baseball cap because I was self-conscious. The believer says, I started using Avacor two months ago, and already I'm regrowing my own hair. My bald spot is going. No caps for me. Are you a cynic? Avacor's formula is FDA-approved to regrow your own hair in as little as two months. Avacor's topical formula contains the only ingredient approved by the FDA to regrow hair without risk of sexual side effect. Call right now and ask about getting a free month supply of Avacor and receive Boost just for trying Avacor. Boost can make your hair visibly thicker with its first application. Call 1-800-451-8920. That's 1-800-451-8920. This is a limited-time offer, so call now. Call 1-800-451-8920. 1-800-451-8920. Or log on to avacorradio.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We start out with some game-related news uh, as a of course, a new edition of Grand Theft Auto comes out, so comes out more controversy. Uh, it's, it always seems to follow that game, uh, this swirling controversy. Yeah. For some reason, they hate Grand Theft Auto more than they hate other violent Every video games. Every other game. violent video game. And, and Mark, you were saying during one of the breaks that there are plenty of games in which you can kill cops. Lots of games you can kill cops. In. And games you can kill innocent people, too. So what is it uh, about... Grand Theft Auto. Is it just because it brings it all to one place so effectively? Is I that don't know. I, 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 maybe it's the gangster lifestyle of it, um, the the ethnicity. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But I can tell you that uh, they're crazy about Grand Theft Auto. Well, I think it's because that some people believe that the, the, some people believe that young children who get their hands on a video game controller will have this game tap into the innards of their mind, inside their brain, and rearrange some synapses in there, and before you know it, when they put the controller down, they're ready to slice some throats and feel the blood spurt all over their face and cap some cops and... I mean, really, <laughs> what kind of... Are you kidding me? They, well, um, <laughs> you know, they, they do think something just like that. I remember uh, Jack Thompson, whom we've had on the show um, in the, the past. Only, the, only, yeah. <laughs> the only caller, or not caller, the only guest who has ever hung up on us. Yeah. Um, he... 
he's called the murder simulators. I mean, murder yeah. simulators. <laughs> I guess you could. I guess it's not an inaccurate description of a video game, but they're all that way. You know, and it's it's just it, it's it's so alarmist and disgusting to me that I I, I just I don't understand how people can can be the way they are about video games. It's just it's so crazy. Well, you know, it's sort of that mentality of this is wrong. You shouldn't do this. I want to control you, which is what it all is all about. I mean, these government people they just want to control more and more people's decisions with their lives and what they what they can and can't do. And, and Julia was actually talking to me about this sort of um, rounding off of the corners mentality for all of all things children come into contact with. What did you call it? Wussy kids or something like that? Or was it- oh, I I was just in general speaking of the fact that. Um, they're trying to yeah they've been wussified they're trying to safeguard everything that children do remember those cool things on the playground when we were little that the merry-go-rounds where you got on and swung really fast around uh-huh. and those no longer allowed on playgrounds playgrounds are now made you of you could fall fun. off yeah. <laughs> skin <laughs> your knee i did fall off when i was a little kid and skin my knee i'm sure but i'm okay it's okay <laughs> But it just seems like people are so worried about what's going to happen to children if we don't make everything completely 100% safe for them. And you can't. You no. simply can't make everything safe. And I understand why some parents would want some things safer than others. Many many mothers coddle the hell out of their kids, and, and that's fine. But if in the process what you do is you... Uh, you make it difficult for other parents to raise their kids in the manner that they wish. Mm, then you know best, right? Then you're stepping across the line because when it let's comic books are uh, excuse me, um, I, I was I was uh, confused there for a second. Uh, video games are only the most recent mm. in a long, long line of these things. Um, it, was, it was it was ACDC, ACDC, Highway to Hell. I, I remember being in church and them telling the story of uh, <laughs> the kids that were killed and the only thing in a car wreck and the only thing that was still intact in the car was the radio and it was tuned to ACDC <laughs> playing Highway to Hell. And you know they scared the hell out of us little Christian kids. Oh my God, Satan's in the radio. Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> you know, I mean, Dungeons and Dragons. Hi, there were several stories of kids hunting down their friends and killing them in satanic rituals because they've been taught by Gary Gygax <laughs> from TSR to kill, kill, kill. You know, and it's just, it's crazy. Backwards masking. Ba- yeah, the backwards masking is some good stuff. I mean, there's c- comic books. Comic books were banned at one point. Um, it was in the late 50s. They they banned them and and you can go on Google and and read some of wow. the uh, some of the uh, everyone should have to read Little Lulu. No more of these superhero comic books. I mean, if if you if you if you read some of these things, and I haven't pulled one up, um, but it, they're 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 frightening. Uh, what they say about uh, do they ban all comic books or only certain comic books? There was a, a, a company called EC. I don't know what it stood for, but um, mm. they they put out these sort of horror comics. Oh yeah, and uh, you I'm know, sure Archie was allowed. Yeah, well, well right. hold on now. <laughs> before before the uh, the I can't remember what, the American Comics Association or something. Mm. They had they came out with a certification in the late. 50s. The, the comics came out and sort of censored themselves, but there was hearings in front of... Uh, wow, the, 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 really? Yeah, there were hearings in front of the Senate and, and all that kind of nonsense. Oh, man. But 
they basically, these hearings uh, took EC, which was a very popular comic at the time. They were selling comics to the older uh, boys yeah. because they had monsters in them. They had blood in them. They had girls with curves. And oh, Ooh, did they? Yeah. Girls in their underpants in them. Um, they had... Ethnic people in them, you know, they were they were selling comics unlike Superman and, and Archie. Sure. But before the American Comics Association came out with this little stamp, and I can't remember if that's exactly what it is, but you know, the, the, this is certified by the Mom and Apple Pie Comic Company. <laughs> <laughs> and before they came out with theirs, Betty and Veronica were bam stacked. You know, they had they had big <laughs> old butts and big old chests. And after this, little little lumps. You know, that, that suddenly they lost all their. Seriously? And Veronica. I'm wow. telling you the truth. Um, it, it was... I, I, I can't... Uh, we certainly wouldn't want 17-year-old boys to see curves. Yeah, God knows. What would they think? Especially They're, cartoon curves. I can assure you that, uh, uh, the, that they... They're finding those curves somewhere. Mm-hmm. But uh, let me see if I've got uh, um, some quotes here. Well, if you don't, we've got video games to talk about because this is the new controversy. Now it's moved on. Uh, comics, they've been pretty much left alone for a little while at this point. There's some pretty violent but, comics I guess out my there. point is is that it's been rock and roll. And by rock and roll, I mean swivel hips Presley. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's been uh, it's swing music with Frank Sinatra. It's been yeah. everything from the kids that were enjoying Tin Pan Alley in New York in <laughs> 1890 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. It's always been... These worrywart oldsters out there worrying about what their kids are doing because it's a little different than what they were doing. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. And Jack Thompson is simply enterprising. I would assume he's enterprising. He could be just a nut. Um, He could be a crazy, crazy man who's out to uh, eliminate the murder simulators. And he really believes that. Crapola, <laughs> but or he could be an attorney who's out there enterprising on this, and I would suspect that's what I I'm suspect the latter. Yeah, I don't know how. I I don't propose to know how. Well, he wants to probably wants to build a name for himself and then run for office. That'd be my guess. Yeah, yeah, lawyers oh, do. I gosh. was trying to think how he was making money by suing uh, the the uh, game companies, and that doesn't seem like no. The way he's just trying work. to make a name. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, and so you've actually, Julia, you've got some interesting game related news we're going to get to, but we got to go to the phone calls first. Uh, coming up, you're going to tell us about a piece of legislation that may mandate IDing for video games across the country. And speaking of Jack Thompson, you actually have a letter from Jack Thompson. We're going to share with you. Uh, but first, we go to your phone calls, and we'll talk to April in Kalispell, listening on KGEZ. Hello, April. Hey, you know, it's not just old people that are banning things. There's a lot of people who are banning things that are making things supposedly safe that are, um, you know, that weren't before. Like, for instance, this whole thing with kids having to wear helmets to ride their bicycle. I think that's the most ridiculous thing that I've ever heard. I'm sorry, but, you know, it's just, it's just dumb. I, I, I want to ride my bicycle without a helmet, and I don't think my kids should either. And I've been a horse trainer for over 30 years. And, you know, they're always pushing these, wearing these safety helmets. And to be honest, I just, I've never heard anybody get heard that, that had their head stepped on well, when they fall off Well, Christopher Reeve uh, kind of bought it but pretty it, much, it, it, falling it, it, off was, a horse. Was it going to change yeah, anything with him Reeve, having a helmet? His, he was wearing a helmet, noted. And the reason that he broke his neck was because I'm pretty sure he probably started riding pretty late in life. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, I, I've studied that film where he fell off his horse. And what happened was you could tell, anybody who's a horse person who rides jumpers could tell, that that horse was going to stop in front of that jump. 
could tell about 20 feet out that mm. horse was going to stop. April, we're going to bring you back. We can talk more about back. helmets here in a moment. Uh, 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. The show is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. They include the live streams, broadband version of the show, dial-up version, both free for you, freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. Continuing with April in Kalispell, listening on KGEZ. We're talking about sort of, as uh, I think Julia put it, the wussification of America, rounding off of the corners on everything you can possibly round off, mandating helmets and safety equipment, and just making it so that you you can't even hurt yourself if you wanted to hurt yourself. And and you're saying uh, in regards to helmets, you're a professional horse trainer. You've been doing it for 30 years, and you're saying that it's really the, the helmet thing yeah, is overrated. Bogus. I mean, for one thing, uh, Christopher Reed was well, wearing a helmet, and he didn't break his head. He broke his neck. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I've seen a lot of horse wrecks over the years and some pretty, some pretty, some pretty bad, you know, accidents and stuff, and I have to this, to this day never, ever, ever seen anybody hit, hurt themselves because, they weren't wearing a helmet. It's always hmm. broken arms, broken necks, broken backs. Well, clearly we should well we should take you we should take that under advisement, April, and mandate that children actually ride horses inside a bubble. <laughs> that way they can. <laughs> <laughs> That'll solve well, you know, that problem. When you ride a horse, you're normally riding on fairly soft ground. Yeah. You don't ride down the middle of the highway. <laughs> for the most part, that is uh, that is true. And for thank the you, most part. Thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Um, you know, I can see that some people, I see adults adults riding around with these helmets um, on their heads all Someone the time. Someone told me to buy one the other day. When While I told you them were I riding? Were, no. Oh. Um, at, at work, I was talking to a gentleman, and he was asking what I was going to do that afternoon. And mm-hmm. I said, I think I'm going to go home and take a bike ride. And he said, do you wear a helmet? And I said, no. And he said, I didn't wear a helmet when I was a kid. I've never liked them. They're uncomfortable. They don't make me feel safer. They, they make me feel dumber. Yeah. Well, and, and, and it's not about how they look. It, I, and, right. And, and you, that's the first step. That's the first step of the wussification. Don't worry about how it looks, kid. I don't care if it's, I don't care if it's six feet around. I think it, I just like... it sits on the top of your head like a giant mushroom. It doesn't matter. It'll keep you safer. But, you know, it's garbage because you'll be safer if you don't ride the freaking bike. Well, Stay true. home. I don't know. Most accidents happen in the home, Mark. Well, if, don't, take a, don't take a shower and, and leave the chainsaw alone, and don't <laughs> climb the top of a ladder. Now, by the way, I have just eliminated the vast majority of home accidents. Yeah, maybe so. Um, you know, but I like the wind going through my hair, you know? I, I just like to feel... <laughs> you don't have feel no hair. You don't feel free when... Sometimes I do. You don't feel free when you're restricted by all the safety equipment. I, At least I don't. I, I've never worn a helmet, so I wouldn't know. But I've never fallen off my bike in a fashion like 
I don't know. I can't even imagine falling I on my head. I have ne- neither worn a helmet. I've not. I, I've never. I, I feel I, like you'd get sweatier. I'm sure gross. that I must have worn a, worn a helmet at some point. My wife has a helmet from her bike riding days, <laughs> and you know I can just see, I can totally see her, Laura wearing Putting a on helmet. Her helmet. Oh yeah, it makes perfectly good sense yeah. to me that she would wear a helmet. And I'm sure that uh, you know we're gonna go round and round about Jack wearing helmets, and I'm gonna lose that one. <laughs> because, actually, I've, I've managed to win because we don't live any place where a, bi- a boy's gonna really re- learn to li- ride a bike. Okay. Okay. But, um, you know, some people like these things, some people don't, but you really, you're never going to eliminate all the, uh, all the dangers in life, and, and you have to look at statistics. The reason that people wear helmets on motorcycles is because they're traveling 60, 70, 80, 90 miles an hour. Mm, yeah. On a hard surface. The reason that you wear them on a bicycle is because people's uh, have gotten so anal about everything in this world that we just you just have to have it. These are the same people that would put seatbelts on motorcycles. You know now that's stupid. It, 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 <laughs> okay, putting a seatbelt on a motorcycle is more stupid than riding a uh, than wearing a, a helmet on a bike. But it's just at some point, why not wear the helmet while walking? You could fall. I, have you not fallen while walking? I have. Sometimes there's ice. Why I, not wrist guards, too? I want a butt guard, because that's where I hit when I fall. Knee pads, on shin pads, yeah. wrist guards. Uh, why not? Get one of those little hemorrhoid pillows or whatever that they have. I, I just, at, at some point, <laughs> Attach that to my at butt all some the time. point, it's gone too far, people. <laughs> well, I don't know. Government doesn't seem to think that. The government's they? never going to think that, right. because... Because, well, first they say, well, we're doing it for the children. I've got to put the helmets on the kitties. They're too dumb to know better. Right. And their parents don't know how to handle them. We we'll have to do it for the adults, too, because now we're paying for health care. Wait, and wait, even, they haven't yet done it for the, for the adults, thank goodness. Well, wait until socialized health care. But send your kid out without a helmet. What happens? They get, get a trouble. ticket, right? You get in trouble, not the kid. Because, well, what's the kid know? They come after the parent. Sure. The parent has to pay money. It's more revenue generation for the local municipality. And all done in the name of keeping children safe. You know, maybe before you know it, we will see instances of both the kid and the parent getting in trouble. Perhaps if a uh, child is out riding his bike I... without a helmet, they'll write the kid a ticket, and they'll actually go into his room and raid his cookie jar, his little bank. We'll actually see cops uh, shoving their, their arm in a bank to a little kid's piggy bank to actually re- get the money but that they feel they're owed. I, mean, I believe that, <laughs> that it is required of adults to wear helmets in New York City. You're probably right. So it's it's a state thing, I, I think. In most places, it's a requirement adults wear helmets on motorcycles. New Hampshire, I think, is one of the few exceptions. Florida there. was no helmet laws, but they had seatbelt laws. And, and I remember being in college and my teacher saying, they should have to wear helmets because we have to wear seatbelts. Yep. Yeah, just because... It, We're yeah. being controlled, so, so should everyone too. else. You should, too. And that's probably one of the most sick attitudes that we see so commonly amongst Americans today. Is And it's it's certainly seen within the, uh, the tax freedom movement, where you'll see somebody standing up and not paying their taxes, and the government comes down on them. And, of course, the popular opinion is, well, that's not fair. I have to pay taxes, and so you should, too. Well, no, you should cheer this guy on. He's been brave enough to actually stand up to the man, to stand up to the government system and say, no, I'm not going to pay your taxes. Uh, That person should be uh, applauded. But yet everybody finds fault because they're too afraid to step off the plantation themselves. And they'd feel better. They would feel uh, better, I guess, inside about everybody, everyone being forced to stay on the plantation. Well, you know what? We're leaving the plantation. You can have it. You can have your slavery. You can have your rules. You can have all of the control that you want. I'm not going to stand for it anymore. 
800-259-9231. We continue here. Dave is on the line in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hey, Dave. Hey, yo. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, it's them helmet laws and the seatbelt laws are uh, the insurance companies exercising their power over the legislative mm. because they're really the government. But anyway, how uh, does an insurance company benefit um, from uh, you wearing or not wearing a helmet? They don't want to put out the money. L- lower well, hospital same bills. Same thing with the with cars. Why don't they? Make it a law that they put seatbelts in school buses. You know why? Because it will cost the state money. They can't make money from that. But if helmets and seatbelts save lives, um, dead people are better for insurance companies than injured If they people. really cared about our lives, they'd make cars against the law because 150,000 people die in cars every year. I think Dave's on to something. Thank you for the call tonight, dude. We wait, 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 wait. It. Hold on, hold on. All right, we'll hold you over. He asked so nicely. More coming up. How do you say no to Dave? More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. And they include, by the way, the wiki. You can get interactive with over 1,500 pages created by listeners like you. Edit virtually anything you see. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com, W-I-K-I.freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, then shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase. You gotta buy stuff to live. Gotta buy stuff to entertain yourself. You might as well do it at Amazon.freetalklive.com. In fact, Julia, you were talking about putting together a food order at the Amazon grocery store soon. Yeah, I've never done it before. So you said you could get some uh, protein bars for less than you could get them at the store at Amazon, right? Yeah, they're a lot cheaper. Mm, so you can get the bulk delicious buy. protein bars. I some actually, of them aren't bad, actually. Yeah, I had a bite of one of them, and they weren't too shabby. They're I, much uh, more filling than those little granola bars. That's for sure. Yep. Is it like pure protein bars, or you're talking about uh, like power bars? Uh, I'm not really sure. Okay. I've just recently gotten into being more healthy, so I'm trying different ones. Gotcha. They're okay. They don't taste too cardboardy. So mm-hmm. Amazon.freetalklive.com. That's where you want to go to get your shopping done. We go back to Dave in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hey, Dave. Julia, Mark, and Ian, thank you very much for holding me. You're back, sir. What's on your mind? Go ahead. I wanted to talk about the games. The military loved these things, man. My video games? Play, my kid plays them. He gets the magazine gamer. There's at least five advertisements for mm. the military in these things. Yep. And and then they got, we're going to be fighting future wars through that controller because they got guys in Florida right now, flying drones in Afghanistan. It's true. Killing people seven, eleven, seven thousand miles away. You can, you can uh, be a, <clears throat> an Air Force pilot and action. kill people in, in Iraq from uh, MacDill Air Force Base in Tampa, Florida. Wow. Right. It's crazy. They, they, got, they got things now that in, in the military with these controllers that will just blow your mind away. But I'm just saying, I, I, I even think that the military talks to these guys that makes these things 
and puts in certain maneuvers. Oh, I, there have actually been military games. There is a game out there well, called America's train, Army. The, the military train, right? And then and the whole thing's a recruiting platform what, for what them. The whole thing about these games is onus, man, and it's up to the parent to explain to the child or the kid that he has his own onus and responsibility to 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 know that this is you know all fake right my, my kid could play a game that he he could play a muslim dude getting the crusaders you know he, Who, and he don't he don't hate the crusaders you know, he don't hate the muslims you know i don't know do you really have to sit your kid down and tell him look billy this isn't uh real well, life well you don't even have to you know right if the kid is that that whack yeah you your know, kid would that. have to be crazy <laughs> to think it was it was in that any way real that, the space between the the child and the parent, you know, if they're not, if they don't, you know, yeah, the idea know that a parent could child. think that their child uh, would believe that a video game is but real. I mean, are... If you raised your child right by age seventeen, they should be able to differentiate between reality and video games. I think right. they can actually differentiate that by probably age seven, if not sooner <laughs> than that. Dave, thanks for the call the tonight, dude. We appreciate it, it, man. And yeah, the military—they've got a lock on the. It's interesting that. You know, and I'm glad he brought that up because we were talking about how they're looking to regulate video games and make it more difficult to get their hands on them. But while they're doing that on one end of things, he's right. The military has an incredibly large advertising campaign, both inside some games and all over video game magazines and websites. Well, anywhere that uh, kids are, um, the the military is. Uh, you know, there's there's sure, restrictions kids on playing. Uh, there's restrictions first person on shooters. Um, kids uh, being advertised to by uh, cigarette companies. But no, no, there's no way that uh, we could restrict uh, kids being advertised by the military. They both kill people. So, uh, and then there's this game uh, called America's Army, and I presume it's still out there. It's essentially nothing more than a recruiting platform you for the awful. military. Yeah, it was an awful game. I tried <laughs> it years ago, and I'm sure they've got new iterations of it, but it was one of the most boring multiplayer games uh, I'd ever played. It was terrible. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm with Dave on that one. It, that's kind of disturbing that they're, they're playing it from both sides. One side of the government says, oh, we need to regulate. We need to stop kids from getting their hands on this. The other side says, hey, kids are playing games. Let's advertise Surprise, to them. Surprise, the government sucks at making video games, too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. Let's continue here. Jeremy's on the line in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Jeremy. Hello. Hello. Hello, guys. Hi, Julia. Hi. What's on your mind, dude? Uh, I just wanted to say I had a friend personally that mastered uh, World Warcraft. Mm. Uh, the CIA and, you know, it's an Internet game, and the CIA and the military were trying to get him to join, but uh, he said no way, no thanks. You, were but, they trying uh, to get him to join because he defeated World of Warcraft? Right, because he d pranced around as an imaginary big cow killing people? I guess. Okay. You could know, be a cow might, in that it, game? It might have, yeah, yeah, you could be a killer cow. It might be um, just a coincidence. It might it might be connected. I don't know. But yeah, maybe. I mean, if they, they could have just uh, wanted him anyway. On the Grand Theft Auto thing, you know, the same people that complain about that, you know, you don't hear them jumping up and down when the cops brutally murder a guy in New York on his wedding day, you know, but they get all upset over a video game. You sure don't. Very poignant, Jeremy. Thank you for the call tonight. Let's talk to Lee, also in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Lee. Yo, hello. Hey, you're on the air. What's Boy, on your mind? Night for Montanans. The sun's out. We're all wound up. Right <laughs> I want to talk to the free talk priests. I mean, boys. <laughs> um, I, uh, Back on your seatbelt thing, related to what you guys were going off on yesterday, yeah, which was 
stupid government laws that dedicated government people try to enforce, mm -hmm. which just coincided with me opening my mail from the Oregon State Police. You got mail from the I, Oregon State Police. You used to live in Oregon? Eight, eight or nine years ago. I've okay. been getting them forever here. Okay. What do they, they want? They wanted my... I had failed to send in my hazardous waste form. Now, they were able to find my address here, but they have my location still in Oregon. So, so, so it's this is to from me. nine years ago? Yeah, but they're worried about a building I haven't rented for nine years. You know... <laughs> But it gets better because they've got paperwork when I got my file. very first one. Uh, I used to help uh, the environmental engineer at the aluminum plant I worked at on his uh, car he was restoring. Mm -hmm. So he said, oh, yeah, yeah, we get these all the time. I'll just fill it out for you. You don't have over 200 pounds of acetylene. Recommend you take those two gallons of antifreeze home. Uh, take that metal cabinet and clean it out and uh, put your spray cans in there. You're all good. He fills it all out for me, signs it. And, you know, he's a degreed environmental engineer guy, right? Okay, so you kind of had a guy on the inside that was helping you out. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, it was, it was easy money. It didn't take him 10 minutes. I mean, it was the same thing he had to do in, like, every department, you know? I see. And uh, so we sent it in, all signed off by him, and don't hear from him. But since I moved, I haven't sent any in. So they send you this huge pink one. Well, the, yesterday's one, and this happens every year, they don't get it by the end of May. You're looking at $1,000 a day. Jeez. So after about nine years, I think I'm probably broke. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, so they keep on at telling you that... 1000 bucks a day times nine years, you know, could really add wow. up. Wow. And you haven't been there in nine years. No, well, I've visited friends. I, 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 I meant I haven't lived there. I haven't lived there. I haven't run business there. I haven't done anything. So they're but billing I, I've you... I've them three times on I'm just fed up with writing them. I, just, uh, I had just put that particular... Hate notice that I'm up against these fines if I don't comply. Got to comply. I had just put it in the wood stove. I said, well, I should call and tell them, <laughs> you know, that's how I treat their stuff. But, yeah, there's never been any enforcement yet. I've never gotten one from Montana because I, I literally don't have any toxic waste. You know, I have metal, and that's it. <laughs> wow. So what was the bill? I mean, what do they what do they say you owed them at this point? Hundreds oh, of thousands? They just, just, it's like a new year every year. Well, Somewhere or another, I get lost. I've never, it's not like, well, this is collective now for the last three years. It's not like the revenuers would do. So they haven't racked up all the fees on you, the $1,000 a day that hasn't been racked up? No, not ever. So they don't even know. Like, it, they just keep telling me this is what's going to happen if I don't comply. So, so they don't even really sort of know that they have sent you the previous one the last year, and they've been doing it every year for nine years. Total waste. Total Weird. waste, yeah. Lee, thanks for the story, dude. We appreciate it, and thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. Still to come, uh, more calls, and also, on the way, the video game controversy continues. Grand Theft Auto, Jack Thompson, he's weighing in with uh, Take-Two Interactive's president's mother, apparently. We'll find out what he had to say to her here in a little bit, and uh, talk about legislation that may force you to show ID when you buy a uh, purchase a video game. All coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And also, are you remodeling your kitchen or bath? 
Now you can purchase knobs, poles, and faucets at wholesale prices and support a business that supports Free Talk Live. Internobs.com. And you can save 10% on your order if you use the code FTL at checkout. That's internobs.com. I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com. Friendly service and wholesale prices for knobs, poles, and more. Internobs.com. We go to your phone calls still to come. The video game controversy, we will discuss that. But first, we go to Phil in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Phil. Good uh, good evening, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Phil, what's on your mind? I want to uh, say thanks for letting a guy like Dave uh, stay in line to say his piece because um, somebody like somebody like me with uh, you know, a young child, um, you know, inf- I'm infinitely interested in something uh, what a guy like him has to say. Um, you know, I want to talk about um, um, what you, um, you know, maybe each personally consider a good avenue um, for making political inroads as far as when you're talking uh, with somebody who wants to know your, your political persuasion and, uh, you know, you come out, you you know, come out of the gate and tell them that you're, you know, a, perhaps a libertarian or a, you know, a strict uh, constitutionalist. Yeah, I wouldn't tell them either. That's just not my choice. I'm not uh, politically acclimated anymore or politically affiliated at all. Uh, so I that, use the term libertarian yeah. simply because I think it's the most accurate thing. I would be a, a free marketeer. That's what I would tell them. But, okay, okay. But, but my problem with that is is that the system has conditioned people to instantly, once you say those words, the system has conditioned people like that to instantly hear that you are a traitor, that you hate America, um... You know things along those lines. Who are we so, talking about? I mean, as far as who are you conversing with? What kind? Well, of... you know, I mean, maybe typical neocons or liberals or whatever. Uh, but but what are they? Where are they in your life? Are they family members? Are they coworkers? Uh, family, family members or friends? So How do you can. Well, if I they're guess, already your friends, I mean, because uh-huh. you, you, know, you have to approach it differently depending on who you're talking to. If you're talking to a stranger at the county fair, then you'd have to approach things differently than you would a, an old friend of yours or a, uh-huh. or a family member, someone with which uh, you have some rapport, I would believe, based on past interactions. So if you're talking about somebody who you've talked to in the past and who likes you and you consider a, a friend, you consider yourself friendly with, then that would be a different conversation than just talking to Joe Average on the street. Uh, I I guess I I am I to glean from that then then you people have have given up on America the you know the the United States as as the founding fathers have um, you know idealized. I let, to know, answer let me answer the question first. You yeah. can hit it, hit it here in a mo- moment, Mark and Julia. Uh, but yeah, what's to save? I mean, it's the federal government. Why bother saving it? That's that's my viewpoint. That there's nothing that I want out of them. I don't want their little deal. I don't want their protection. I don't want to be part of their little organization anymore. I just want to live like a free person. I just want them to leave me alone. I, I've got a different viewpoint on it. Um, I. I love America, what it stands for. I love uh, what many of the founding fathers, uh, the quotes and those kind of things. However, I'm of the opinion that uh, that the U.S. presidency it, and the U.S. federal government it's, uh, is just too powerful and therefore too great of a prize for the criminals that would uh, inhabit those offices. And do. Okay. Yeah, and, and do. And therefore, there's nothing I can do about that. There, I, I will never um, – you know, the criminals uh, in, in black robes at the Supreme Court – they will never say about their cronies, okay, these guys have gone too far. They've, they're confiscating property uh, through eminent domain that they're not using for public uh, use. Right, sure. They, they've reserved powers they don't have the rights to, right? Right. They're, they're just, you know, they're, they're all in it together, and I'm sorry, they're just, you know, I, there's nothing I am ever going to do about there's it. There's no so saving that I'm system. for secession. Uh, Julia, your thoughts. Are you uh, against America? 
Me? I don't know. That wasn't the exact question. What was the exact question, Phil? Well, I, I guess – well, that's the essence of, of my question is how do you when – you, when you are addressing people who say that they love America and you are advocating a pure, more original, more um, libertarian, a more, a more um, free view of the original America, how do you appear how, – how do you present yourself as um, – you know, not being a a traitor to whatever these these people imagine is uh, you know patriotism these days. Well, I'd have to agree with Mark that if somebody were to call me a traitor, I would come back and say, well, actually, America was founded on the principles of liberty. I like liberty, therefore, I'm more American than you, I guess. Well, you wouldn't throw it in. I their, wouldn't say it you like throw that. It in their face in that way, but but yeah, I mean, you could talk about the founding principles. I mean, the people that love the Constitution and you know that that they feel something warm in their hearts for America. Hopefully, they're, what they're feeling is that America is supposed to be a free country. And if you talk about the principles that allegedly the country was founded upon, which, of course, you know, they were slave owners, so they certainly weren't principled men. And let's not try to turn back to the past. Let's advance into the future, uh, a future of liberty, a future of voluntary interactions and, uh, and letting people choose for themselves how to live their lives. But if you're talking about liberty and freedom, if you talk about, uh, you know, what I'm interested in is liberty and the, uh, the ability to be able to make choices for myself – uh, without having to be frightened that I'm going to be thrown into a jail cell for making choices that are different than what the majority might want me to make or what the political rulers might want me to make. So if you appeal to liberty and freedom, if you think that's going to work, if you appeal to that, then that might give you some extra sway with them. Whereas if you you don't want to talk against America per se, you want to talk in favor of liberty. So try to be more positive than anti. You don't want to be anti-government. You want to be pro-self-government or okay. you want to be pro liberty not uh not anti-america if that makes any sense it, it does make a, a great deal of sense I'll, and I'll, i'm going to hang up and leave you with this question and i guess i would ask um all of you do you see any value remaining in the original constitution of the, of no. the united states of america of america no i don't julia i'm sorry i didn't hear do you do you see value remaining value. in the constitution okay. um well, I think that it's certainly the the best Thanks. constitution that was written as as far as but but it didn't really work. It didn't really uh, they kind of just stomped all over it and and so I don't I don't know. And nobody if, did anything yeah. about it. I, I see value in it. I see value in um, you know knowing the Constitution and jamming it in the face of the big government people every time they step forward with something new. I'm not saying that you're going to be successful. That I am telling you, you're going to be unsuccessful. Sure, they'll just tell you, well, that's your interpretation. Right. It's, it's your interpretation. And that's of, frivolous. You know, for instance, the Second Amendment uh, saying that uh, the right to people, uh, people to keep and bear arms, shall not be infringed. But we have twenty thousand gun laws in this um, country. It's because. Uh, you know, it, it it just failed. I'm sorry, it has failed. I'll tell you that. But you I think could say it has the value. people failed. I mean, if you wanted to take the blame off of the the piece of paper, I mean, that's really all it is. You could say the people failed in that uh, if the people had paid attention and not stood for the tyranny and not stood for rule after rule after rule being implemented, if people weren't so sheep-like and obedient, then things would probably would be accurate. different. Yeah. So, you know, if you're up with somebody, if you're talking with somebody that really is one of those constitutional people and is going to be uh, incredibly offended by you talking against the Constitution, then, you know, put the blame somewhere else. Put the blame on the people, because that really is where the ultimate failure lies. And it still lies. That's why the government gets away with all the awful things that it does. Because the people will just bend over and do whatever it is the government bureaucrats demand of them. Kowtow. There you go. 
Uh, but it's a tricky situation, and I understand where Phil's coming from. And some of these people, they're going to get red in the face. They're going to get angry no matter how you uh, communicate your message because you're talking about destroying their worldview. You're I, talking I about, love America, but I don't love what they call America. Yeah. What America's become. Yeah. The, well, the government, and what it continues the, to The become. government that encapsulates it, the, uh, the, the, the lockstep... Uh, nationalist neocons out there that say, yeah, support the military, you know, go, whatever go team, do. whatever they do, no matter what, we've got to support our boys in green out there fighting the good fight for our freedom. I don't support that crap. Sorry. I mean, and where I think, can you go with that? I think I mean, that people in the military are people and... You know, I can understand the, you know, being sucked in like they have and in, into the, uh, well, an organization, an organization of paid killers. Do I? They do could I, choose to stop. Do I love our military? I don't. No, I don't. What do they do that's so lovable? <laughs> they they kill people and blow things up. Right. I was just looking a few moments ago before the show. If it was any other organization, we would call them. Killers. The Lou Rockwell blog right now has some un, uh, previously unseen photos that apparently were recently discovered of uh, the Hiroshima aftermath. I hate looking at those photographs. Well, because, I mean, it's, it's awful. It's sad. It's, it's inhumane. It's terrible what they did to, to innocent people, people that didn't have anything to do with waging a war. And to, to look at that and to say... That's what this country, this government, this United States federal government, that's what they did you in know, your name. If it was necessary in order to stop a war, then I could see it. You know, and that's that's the way that goes. Killing um, in, innocent people? Well, if, if it's necessary They're in order the to stop a war. They're not the ones waging the war. If it's, if it's my people or their people, then I can see it. But the fact but is... But they're not your people. If it's... Well, yeah, you're, you're talking in the they're paradigm. people on another piece of land somewhere. Look, if it's my country or their country... It's going to be them. But the fact is, we didn't, you know, they, they wanted, they were trying to come to the table to bargain. And we said, no deal. Hour you, three is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three of the program. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Video games. The controversy continues. Even though for the past, oh, I don't know, a couple decades at least... Kids around the country and around the world have been blowing the heads off of various different bad and good characters in a variety of different games that, you know, there have been countless digital deaths over the over time. In fact, in, in many games, the many of the first-person shooter games or the worlds of Warcraft, these massively multiplayer online games that we have today, kids are actually killing one another, digital representations of one another via online deathmatch-style play. It all started with combat. Do you remember that? Combat. Oh, the two, uh, where, with, uh, for the Atari 2600? Yeah, with right. the two tanks. The, the 2600 awesome combat game. Came, came with the, the, the game. Yeah, it Where did. you could shoot and you it shoot went off in the a screen. straight line. Yeah, so if you'd shoot off the screen, it would come on the other side of the it, screen. And, there were all kinds of options. Yeah. There were like 80 different combat games in the combat game, and so you could have it with a border around. Yep. You could have uh, bouncing uh, bullets, you know, right. so, so that uh, I guess the tanks launched these giant ping pong ball, giant killer ping pong balls or whatever. <laughs> it wasn't realistic. <laughs> it was just fun. <laughs> And yeah, that's one of my, that has to be one of my favorite old Atari games. I love combat. that game. 
Uh, so yeah, you're right. Since all the way back in the early '80s, people I like have been picture. people have been killing one another in digital form. And you know what? We don't have a problem with kids going out well, Jack killing Thompson one another. Thompson would say otherwise. He would. And we're going to get to what old Jack has to say. <laughs> but first, let's talk about the legislation that's pending. Apparently. At the I national level. actually didn't know that this wasn't already a law. I guess it's just it's so silly that I assumed it was already a law. But um, uh, a new bill in U.S. Congress would force retailers to card kids attempting to buy video games bearing mature or adult-only ratings. Wow. So the, instead of the uh, what already which means is in they'll place, card everybody. They yeah. have uh, you know the the video game companies have their own little rating, but now it's illegal. Now they're they're using this rating to mm-hmm. say you cannot sell this to you know mature games to kids under the age of seventeen. Is that right? That's what it sounds like. And they're already doing it, by the way. Some some video game companies are already doing this. As I mentioned recently, I went to buy a copy of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, and I was carded. Now, I the reason carded. you were carded, uh, obviously, uh, the girl had said that it was a law, but in she fact claimed. it was a, uh, yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a store, store policy. policy. According to this article, it's GameStop's policy. So will you be policy. going back to that, uh, that st- GameStop again? Uh, well, I don't, I don't know. It depends on what game I'm getting. Well, I guess. hold on a, a minute here. You hated it, hated the idea that Dunkin' Donuts, which you never went to anyway, was, uh, yeah. you know, using this. What were they uh, do, doing? Some kind of DNA tests on their employees, voluntary DNA tests. You hated that, but it's okay for the uh, GameStop to to ID people. Well, I'm that was a business okay. decision, wasn't it? This was before, previously before any it's laws. It's a business decision for Dunkin' Donuts to do it too. But uh, Mr. High and Mighty here um, wasn't going to boycott Dunkin'. Well, Dunkin' Donuts, Dunkin' Donuts is uh, p- participating in a program that is uh, a, a voluntary program for businesses to participate in that probably will become mandatory eventually. Uh, where you they don't check think the GameStop's identification. program um, made it so that uh, this could become mandatory? You know, it, it facilitated that. Where they check people's identification. Uh, in in regards to whether or not they're a citizen prior to them working there. Look, I don't know, Mark, I'd probably buy online. Um, I don't know, maybe I'd you go in. You didn't when you went to GameStop. Well, I didn't know about this policy. But you didn't buy online, I'm just saying. You should Julia bo- wanted the game. Right now, I want to know, are you going to boycott go GameStop? I had to go and get that game. Look, you got no spine. Do you or do will you not boycott GameStop? I might, I'll consider it. You're Certainly yellow. will. You're yellow. Julia wanted me to get a game, and how else am I supposed to get the game? That there are video that, game stores all game over day. this town. Mm, there are GameStops, two <laughs> GameStops, and an indie. Uh, there's, uh, there's an indie, there's uh, Walmart, there's Target. Yeah. You could go to all kinds of different places. I, I rarely buy things at GameStop. So anyway. Okay. Um, I, there really isn't much more of this article that is that important to read, per se. It's got the, you know, representative blah, 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 has passed, blah, 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 blah. Don't you have a good Jack Thompson quote? I do, actually. And it's not a quote, but um, I found... Oh, dear. Hold on. Should I boycott people for uh, for carding me for alcohol, too, Mark? I, I'm just saying, if you're going to boycott uh, Dunkin' Donuts, shouldn't you boycott I take a, I take immigration enforcement a little more seriously than I do uh, carding for a video game, I guess. Uh, you know, they're all asking I've for I've got my papers. tolerance scale. I, 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 can, I can easily boycott people that ask me for an ID. Because I look so damn old, none of them do. You never been ID'd? I haven't been ID'd. I'm, I'm for right a... here. I'm boycotting all the stories that ask for ID. I I have not ID'd. <laughs> <laughs> Some places are supposed to ID you if you look under forty or under. Uh, I think it's yeah. twenty-seven. That's what it for... says at Walmart, and they don't ID me. 
Hmm. Well, actually, I don't buy anything at Walmart that they would have. I hadn't been ID'd in a long time for anything, and then all of a sudden I get hit for a video game. It was crazy. I don't know. Maybe I'll go in there next time and just lay it down. When it's not as important that I get the game quickly, because I felt like I was under uh, somewhat of a uh, sense of urgency for this particular game, maybe I'll just go in there, and if they ask me for my ID, I'll just say, do you want the sale? And then walk out. Oh. It's always the uh, it's always that sense of urgency. You know, Americans have given up their freedom for that sense <laughs> of urgency, my friend. Just because your lady doesn't uh, ask you to go out and uh, make a game run for her doesn't mean you wouldn't be in a similar position otherwise. Uh, you know, I'm just I a really, man of higher really principle. I really, really wanted you. that game. I... Yeah, I'm just a man of higher principle. I want to hear your crap. <laughs> All right, so so that's it, Julia. They're talking about proposing at a national level that uh, game stores must card. Presumably, that's there'll right. be a felony or a misdemeanor or something if yeah, they don't. Yeah, it doesn't say. It's it's proposed, so it hasn't been passed yet. But I think we all know where this is going. Well, yeah, it's the FBI is going to need a new division. Pass. I mean, because if uh, if people, well, you're going to have if you've got a federal law, then you need federal police to enforce it, right? So maybe they need a new video game enforcement division where they go around and they get, you know, an 18 or 17-year-old kid, recruit him onto the force and give him 20 bucks for the day or whatever, and, and then they send him into the, the, the video game stores to try to actually purchase the video games, kind of like they do with alcohol. We'll have underage video game purchase stings, and store clerks will go down, they'll get arrested, they'll get a, a, a criminal record because they sold a copy of Grand Theft Auto. Now, I gotta say, as someone who was young once and played video games, my parents would not let me play violent video games at all. I wasn't mm-hmm. even allowed to play Mortal Kombat when I was a kid. How did you know what it was? Friends. Yes, yeah, so you and, played anyway. Right. That's the whole point I'm getting at. And my parents, there is no way ever that I would be able to get this video game into my house. My parents would have noticed me playing it, and they would have freaked out if I was playing so Grand Theft Auto. So your parents were doing their job as parents and uh, limiting what it was that they didn't want you to have. As right. Far as and there was no way. The video games had to be in the living room at my house, and they watched what I played. There mm. was no way that that was sneaking into my house. However... I was still able to go over to my friend's house and play the violent video games that their older brothers bought for them. Mm-hmm. So having an 18-year-old age limit on these video games is not going to prevent them from getting into the kids' hands. And guess what? Your kid's probably going to be okay, because I've been playing violent video games since I was eight. Yes, yeah. odds been, are good. You know, and, and, you know, the kids have been playing these up till now. Show me the murders. Actually, well, the violent crime Jack rate is Thompson going down. Jack Thompson claims here in his letter that uh, there is a lot of murders because of these games. That Jack Thompson is out of his mind. <laughs> yes. So 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. If you want to chime in here, comment about how you feel about this. Are you in favor of the legislation? Do you think that young people should be carded to purchase violent video games? Do they card people to buy movies, R-rated movies? Why is it that video games are so much more dangerous? Why is it that controlling the killer is worse than watching Jason Voorhees slash and hack on screen in a you know in a, a Friday the Thirteenth film? Why is it so much worse? I'm sure Jack Thompson doesn't like those films. What about either. the books? Here's the thing that I do that is oh, you your imagination. Yeah, I'm, I'm when, reading one of the most filthiest books I've ever read before. When you read Stephen King or you read one of these murder mysteries, I mean, it's a murder mystery. Every one of them has a person killed in it. I mean, that's the whole purpose of it. it, 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 it people get entertainment off of this. 
Sorry, I don't know why it is that uh, you know life or death situations entertain people, but it does. Well, because they aren't involved in them in their daily lives, and it's exciting and intriguing and interesting to imagine oneself in a situation where it would be a life or death situation. You get to use your imagination in those ways. You get to place yourself there without actually having to put your life on the line. That's the fun part of, of playing these first-person shooters where you're you know running through a jungle or a space station or wherever it is, shooting everything that moves. Because you can't normally do that in real life without having some real consequences. The games allow you to experience all of that, and you get to hit the reset button when, it, uh, reset button when it's all over and done with. 800-259-9231. They still have it. I think they do. Maybe they don't. Maybe it's just a power button now. I don't know. 800-259-9231. We'll hear from Jack Thompson coming up in moments. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We are talking about video games, and we're going to hear from Jack Thompson, uh, one of the most vehement most well-known anti-video game advocates out there. Well, I guess he's anti-violent video games. He'd probably be okay with, you know, the Barbie games and Super Mario. Though Mario can be a little violent, jumping on In turtles Mario and Kart, stuff. don't you throw bombs at people. Yeah. And bombs are... That is true. That's an awful idea. Well, we'll talk to Jack here in a moment or, or hear from him. Uh, but first, I need to tell you about Porkfest, the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festivals, better known as Porkfest. It's happening June 9th through the 15th at Porkfest. You'll be able to meet your internet and free talk live buddies, as well as make some new friends and see firsthand why New Hampshire is one of the best con- or the country's best places to live. In fact, there are going to be some tours going around the state of New Hampshire during Porkfest. I would say that's probably one of the highlights of beyond just getting together with hundreds of like-minded people all in the same campground and socializing and having a good time. There are bus tours that go out to various different parts of the state. People are going to be coming out here to our very own Keen Mark, and I think we're going to meet them for lunch or something like that hang Something. out uh and of course we're doing the show live after that uh thursday friday and saturday nights all live from pork fest so looking forward to seeing you there touring the state uh is just it's beautiful i mean there's so many different places in new hampshire and uh you know, the of course the, the the natural surroundings are new hampshire's big thing i'm actually planning um i my, one of my new favorite things to do is there's a mountain that's really close here and it's a fairly big mountain and i like to hike up and down it and it's just absolutely beautiful from the top. Um, so one of those days that week, I'm planning on going up, and anyone who wants to come with me who happens to be in the area is welcome to do so. Feeling froggy? Climb Mount Monadnock with Julia. It is the uh, the most climbed mountain in America, is it not? It is. It is, and it's a it's second in the world. Absolutely beautiful. Should people email you if they want to coordinate that? Sure, I if suppose. Interested in Julia at freetalklive.com. There you go. If you want to come, hike so, with me. Yeah, have fun over at Porkfest. We're going to see you there. It's going to be a lot of uh, fun. I think Julia said she's going to bring her risk board or something like that. You're going to have to purchase one. Because there's going to be a lot of downtime. I mean, there's there's stuff to yeah. do, but you're camping. There's, you're hanging out. Yeah, at the there's campground. stuff to do, but. I, I'm bringing my own fun. So. The, the real packed activities are on the the weekends as far as the the speechifying and the, the stuff that goes on. Real packed in, I think, on Friday and Saturdays. So during the week, it's more freewheeling. There are some activities. There are some things you can go and do, I think. I find it much more entertaining to just meet people and hang out with, yeah. you know, people you've been conversing with on the Internet. We'll for... probably be hanging out at Jason Osborne's barbecue. 
They're going to be having a huge yeah. Uh, that's like, where I'll be week week long barbecue. Sakel CAI is putting it on, and it, Jason, when he does something, Jason from Sakel CAI, he does, does it, it right. Yes, Jason rocks, big. no doubt. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll be there, and we'll see you there. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at porkfest.com. It's not too late. That's p o r c f e s t dot com. We go to your phone calls. We'll talk uh, about Jack Thompson here in moments. First, we go to Max in Seabrook, New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live, Max. Hi, how are you doing? Hey, what's on your mind? Um, I just wanted to call to let the uh, viewers know uh, we had the uh, successful First 1000 project, and we still have uh, some movers coming in from that, but we've now got a Next 1000 project online. There's uh, It's up at pledgebank.com slash next1000. This is for the Free State Project. We were just talking about Porkfest a moment ago, which is a movement of uh, 20,000 liberty-loving activists all moving here to New Hampshire. Max, you're one of the earlier movers. I think you moved in, what, three years ago or something like that? Uh, Four years ago now. I was actually one of the first 50 movers. Oh, wow. And uh, uh, I was uh, confronted early on to be one of the first people to sign up for the first 1,000, and so... I was uh, very proud to be one of the first signers, first 20 signers of the first 1,000. Which is a program, uh, a, a plan to bring 1,000 people to New Hampshire, 1,000 free staters in state by the end of 2008. It was successful, and so we are expecting all those people to be here by the end of this year, which is pretty exciting. And you have uh, spearheaded another effort to do it again, to get 1,000 names. How are you coming along on that so far? How many signers do you have? Um, actually, well, I think it's last I checked, it was just over 30, but, uh, yeah, you got a ways uh, to go. Well, we've, uh, set up a little bit more time this time. Last time, I think we only had about 13 or 14 months to do the Less whole thing. Less than that, I think. Well, Didn't plus, it come out right after the first of the year? And I, I don't know. know. If it, do you have the Free State Project backing you on this, or is this just kind of an independent thing? Um, actually, we have a lot of Free Staters on board. Dave Ridley's helped out with, uh... Uh, putting up, uh, you know, ads and stories on the Ridley Report. James Flaherty uh, drew up a uh, logo for the project. I think Nathan M. Uh, from Boston actually got the, the ball rolling on this. He was the first one to bring it up. Well, I, I wish, you the, I wish you the best of luck on completing that. I think that uh, people that are coming here, they might as well just put their name down on that. If they didn't make it into the first the first 1,000, they might as well put their name down on the second 1,000. And, and of course, uh, we, we encourage people to move here as soon as possible because this is where the activism is happening. This is where it is. Uh, in fact, Max, uh, I believe you're one of the, uh, uh, the Pork Manor owners. I believe you've got a house over on the seacoast. And we talk about porkmanor.com here, so people can actually rent a room from you if there's one available. Uh, yep, we've still got the master bedroom available here in uh, uh, Seabrook, New Hampshire. Um, I just uh, wanted to add, uh, since you mentioned Porkfest, we do have a table also at Porkfest, and we're looking for uh, volunteers to uh, hand out flyers and talk to people about the next 1,000 project. So hopefully we'll have some potential movers coming to Porkfest and signing up for the Free State Project great. and also signing up for the next 1,000. Max, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate that, and good luck with the uh, with the efforts. What's so great about this movement is that people just spontaneously organize these things. They There's no central authority telling Max what to do. There's no central uh, board of governors deciding on what will be the next step. It's just individuals doing what they think is the right thing to do to get more people on board and to bring more activists, more liberty-loving activists here to New Hampshire. No one told Max to to go out and do those things. No one told him to, Max, you must go and buy a house on the seacoast so you can have your own pork manor. Uh, No, he just decided to do it on his own. 
and hopefully we'll see more of that happening. I love the Pork Manor idea. I think it's a great idea. It's it's great to have activists, um, you know, figuring out their own things to do to uh, make New Hampshire more free. And I, you know, I I, I support them all. Yeah. The, well, the great thing about the decentralized activism is they don't have to ask anybody's permission. There's no one to go and ask permission of. You just you just do. Whereas most of these other political organizations, uh, the you know the Democrats and the Republicans and the Libertarians, they've all got their very centralized party politics and internal Robert's Rules of Order, and you know you've got to do things in a certain way in order to get things done. And so by the time they've finally figured out one project that they're going to work on. The decentralized activists have already started 15 projects. So there's, there is no control over this movement, and that's the best part about it, in my opinion. Let's continue with your calls. Bring up anything. We go to Allison, ladies first. Allison in Michigan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Oh, actually, I had no idea like what you're talking about, because I'm at work right now. I'm just listening to the podcast. That's okay. But um, I was just wondering, like, you were saying that you didn't, like... The lawyers, you thought they were all corrupt and criminals, but... No, I don't do think I said that. I don't think I said yeah, I that. I think you did. I just listened to it right now. Lawyers, I think, can, lawyers can come in handy in certain circumstances for certain people, and they're not all bad guys. I mean, there's a few lawyers in the Free State Project, for instance. I think that it's wrong that um, all that were ruled by legislators that are almost 99% lawyers. I think lawyers generally are pretty despicable, but hang on. I know you had a point you wanted to make. We'll bring it back. 800-259-9231. Lawyers are certainly the cause of many of the problems that we have today. They, as you say, control the government. More on the way. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231, the single CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Gee, you sound like you want to be here, Julia. Okay. <laughs> I, Thanks I was, for having me. I was breathing at that yeah. moment in a strange way. That's okay. 800-259-9231. We go back to Allison, who's on the line in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Now, Allison, you were concerned about our viewpoint with lawyers, and I wanted to make sure you had a chance to get your point out there. Go ahead. Oh, um, actually, I totally forgot my point during the commercial break. But nice. I just wanted to say that um, you guys are great, and I love what you're doing. And if I could, I'd move to New Hampshire with you guys, but unfortunately I can't. Well, why is that? What, what now? Oh, college? Actually, well, I'm going pre-law. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. That's why I was asking. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but hopefully if it all gets down, you know, goes down right, I'll be able to move there after I graduate. Well, well just go ahead and sign up now. You don't have to move. I mean, the uh, you, you don't have to move till we get to 20000 and then you have five years after that. So, oh, really? Time. The most important thing is getting to 20000 right now. Yes. Okay. Yes, so go to freestateproject.org, read the uh, the statement of intent, and if you agree with it, which it sounds like you will, go ahead and give it a sign. So what what kind of law were you looking to get into, Allison? Um, actually, I wasn't sure. Like, most um, criminal lawyers, you know, I find, like, are kind of, as you said, despicable, but 
I think that if it were against crimes that I think that aren't really crimes, they're more crimes against liberty, I think that that would be a good thing to fight, as in, like, you know, drug laws and... You know, now, I don't have a problem. Marijuana and all that stuff. I don't have a problem with criminal lawyers, even if you're defending them. If you if you're defending Jeffrey Dahmer, I don't have a problem with criminal lawyers. Um, you know, they. I have problem with prosecutors for the yeah, most part. Right. You know, I mean, when it comes to, I, you know, I think that a guy that commits a crime, a, you know, heinous crime, needs to spend time in prison. But, you know, I mean, I'm talking about a crime, crime of property, a crime of uh, violence. You know, but I think he still deserves a defense. Yeah, and I also think that one of the worst kinds of lawyers out there are those who seek out the positions of power so they can write legislation that will give them as a lawyer more business. So, for instance, you know, you make a bunch of legislation against just piddly little crap like uh, smoking marijuana or right. speeding or whatever, you know, just this little crap. And that way, when people break those laws those lawyers get more business. I mean, that's essentially what the system is, right? It's a system by lawyers. They make the laws for the most part. I mean, what, 90-plus percent of legislators are also lawyers. So they make the laws, and then when they retire from the legislature, they continue their law practice, and they continue to cash in big time on all the laws that they made. So the system is by lawyers for lawyers. So from that viewpoint, from that perspective... I find those lawyers the worst. I mean, the worst of the bunch beyond the prosecutors. They're obviously, I think, the worst of the worst. Uh, but because the prosecutor brings charges, which means that the the other lawyers they get the opportunity to defend somebody and take take the money from that person for some crime, as you say, that's uh, that's completely unnecessary and, and useless. So I hope that explains okay. my position a little bit better. I personally have no use for lawyers. I'm, I've moved beyond that myself. But that's not to say they aren't valuable to some people in some in some cases. Best of luck with your uh, your schooling, and uh, when you get a chance, send us a picture for the Shrine of Female listeners. And don't forget to sign up for the Free okay. State Project. There you go, Allison. Thanks oh, for the call. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank 800 you, Allison. 800-259-9231. She should get into real estate law because it's exciting. Is that that God, sounds sarcastic? It's, oh, it's so boring. Julia, <laughs> lawyer. A friend of mine is a real estate attorney, and oh my God, it, it would kill me. How do you how do you feel about lawyers, Julia? Have me? you had much interaction with lawyers? No. I knew a defense attorney once. He was uh, kind of a pothead. Nice guy. Or not, I guess defense attorney is the wrong term. Uh, district attorney. No, that's not the right All term All I either. know about lawyers the is defender. that there is public a defender. lot of lawyer jokes out there. That implies that they're bad people. And my public defender, actually, I was given a mandatory public defender one time when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And she sort of was rooting against me. She was asking for more punishment. Wow. That was the government-assigned public defender <laughs> yet another reason to not uh, to not take a lawyer uh when you're if you're going into a government courtroom try one of the alternative methods of dealing with them try the mark stevens method or try the you know the uh, thinkfree.ca question the system itself which is something a lawyer cannot do by the way the lawyers are bound to their rule book they're bound to their union essentially the uh, the bar association and if they break the rules they're disbarred and then they can't do business as a lawyer anymore. So if you want flexibility, you shouldn't have a lawyer on your case. If you want to go by the book, by the system, then lawyers can, can help reduce fines, and they can help reduce jail time, and they can be useful uh, if you want to play by the system's rules, that is, because they're forced to. 800-259-9231. We go to Vince, who I believe is a lawyer. You're on Free Talk Live in Indianapolis. Hello, Vince. Hello, Mark and Julian. How are you all doing this evening? Just great, Vince. What's on your mind tonight? Listen, 
I, I, I called you about this porn law that they passed here in Indiana. A porn law? Can you refresh us? Well, it's uh, House and Roll Act 42, which uh, requires businesses to pay a $250 fee to the Secretary of State. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's if they have, like, even a book that has a sex scene in it or something like that, right? Yeah. Well, the Indianapolis Museum of Art is, Uh along with the uh, ACLU, is uh, suing to have this stop because uh, the news are paid by what they call a group of old masters in the Museum of Art. Mm Mm-hmm. So, but see, what the law requires, I guess, is that the businesses register to pay a two hundred fifty dollar fee, but it also requires the employees to pay the two hundred fifty dollar fee. The employees? Yep. So basically, the museum is concerned it's going to fall underneath because it's got artwork with nudity in it. It's going to yeah. fall underneath this law, and then all of its uh, what its volunteers are going to have to pay because they work at the the. I mean, normally museums, some of them I guess have employees, but much much yeah. of their their workforce are volunteers usually. But they, they're saying here that uh, the way the law reads is that uh, it was designed to go after these businesses that locate along highways where there's no zoning regulations at all. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, but you and I both know they're going to expand out beyond that, that they're going to use this and, and tack that $250 fee onto as many different places as possible. I mean, obviously, the museum would not normally stand up for the porn shop down the street, so they must have read this law, and they must have seen how exactly, how wide-cutting it is, and they must have said, well, this is clearly going to be used to apply to places like us. Anything that's harmful to minors. Anything that's harmful. So, so all the old pictures of the, uh, the 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 women from hundreds of years ago, or the you know the naked women Rubens. and their babies or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, those are going to be harmful to minors, right? Yeah, I mean, but I mean, if you go to the education books, the health education books, you know, for you know, showing yeah, women how to breastfeed. Or to check for breast can- breast cancer or testicular cancer? My goodness. Vince, it's, yeah. it's, it's madness. Let us know what happens with that case. It sounds like they're probably going to push it through, but who knows? Maybe the museum can stop it. Thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. You know, Jack Thompson would support that law. I'm sure he would. We can't have people looking at nakedness. I mean, video vi- video game violence and nudity. We can't have kids having all this fun. It's like porn simulators for the kids. Now, uh, <laughs> let's continue and talk to Bill in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live. Bill. Hello, Julia and gentlemen. How are you? Hello, Bill. Hello. What's on your mind? Uh, well, I want to thank Jack Thompson and the mental midget in Washington who is proposing this new legislation, and I hope it passes. The the, uh, the ID legislation forcing people to show ID to purchase video games. Yeah, exactly. Why I do want you say that? To pass. Why? Because it'll make me rich. What do you mean? Well, people are going to circumvent the system. Mm-hmm. People are going to find other ways to get these video games. Right. I will be more than happy to supply the demand. <laughs> For all the video games without having to require any identification. So you're going to be a black market video game dealer. You saw the 500 million dollars that uh, that uh, JTA 4 came out with. The, That's the, a lot the of money there. You're right. I mean, you're going to be the Pablo Escobar of underground video sales. Exactly. And I, <laughs> I'm, I'm encouraging everybody to contact the legislator and tell them to pass this bill because it'll make me rich. Bill, great call. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. The black market would be tough to operate in in the video game world because of a few factors. We can talk about that coming back in moments. This is Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Only moments remain. Just enough time for your call. Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us at freetalklive.com. And if you like the show want to help support Free Talk Live, shop at the store. Go to store.freetalklive.com. Get great Free Talk Live branded merchandise like T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and more at store.freetalklive.com. And after we spent the last few minutes trashing on lawyers, appropriately enough, a way to avoid using them. Yep. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're thinking about, uh, if you're st- thinking about starting a business, here's a uh, word to the wise. You can incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that can wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents, patents, wills, trademarks. Use code FTL to save 10 bucks off your order. That's LegalZoom.com. And, you know, it was set up by attorneys. They, you know, they're not They're, they're not going to cash but in, but you're going to save some money. The I mean, fact is, you better need than paying certain, a lawyer 200 bucks an hour. You need certain legal things in this world. Um, if you try to go without them, things can go poorly. So this is a way to save some money on them. Some people need legal things. Some don't. Uh, but if you like do to need them, pass on your stuff to people without a will. Right. If you do need them, then that's the place to go. LegalZoom.com. And I gotta get one of those will things going on one of these days. The living, I've heard living trusts are better though. Yeah. Um. You, you're, <laughs> you're not gonna incorporate, but you want a living trust. I don't know. Okay, I'll have somebody talk to you about it. Yeah. I, th- <laughs> I thought that was move along. I thought that that was basically like a will that acts while you're alive. Um. It is. Okay. Sort of. We continue here. Your calls. Robert in Massachusetts. You're on Free uh, Free Talk Live. Hello, Robert. Uh, Hi, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind? Um, So I was listening a couple days ago. Uh, I'm a first-time caller. I listened for about a year now. Excellent, sir. Uh, And you were talking about uh, not paying income tax based on principle? Yes. Uh, Now, fundamentally, I agree with you. On this issue, but I think it's the wrong way to go about it. Um, Why? Why should I keep paying the gang? See, this is my views on it. Um, If the government steals money from me every day, Mm -hmm. isn't it a better idea to cheat on your income tax to get some money back? Oh, I don't work for... First of all, I don't work for somebody, so I don't have an employer taking money out of my check. And so I I would understand where you're coming from. Hmm? Um, I I said I'm in the same situation because... uh, Every year I file a Schedule C. Um, I do a lot of in- independent contract work, so most of my taxes I pay one time at the end of the year. And uh, with the amount that uh, the government thugs take from me every day, I-, I just found a better solution just to be to just rampantly cheat on your income tax returns and get some money back that has been taken from you already. Okay, when you say they're taking money from you every day, what do you mean by that? Like your the, the tax you pay on your electric bill or property taxes? When, are we talking about the federal government here? Um, well, specifically I was talking about the federal government. Uh, okay, if I'm going to say every day, I, I suppose uh, being that I don't do a lot of withholding, I, I have a part-time job, so mm-hmm. there's withholding there, so they take those... Uh, Every week, yeah. and um, and when I file at the end of the year, I, I do a lot of embellishing, and I'd have to uh, be very creative. Say the way Mark does, for instance. I, I remember him writing off Iron Man a couple days ago, or something. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. you know, remember, I'm in the media. <laughs> oh, oh uh, uh, it was a different Mark. It's somebody else I know. Yeah, it's not you. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah. 
my, my point of view, though, is um, if you're going to have this entity uh, take uh, just take money from you throughout the year, isn't it a better solution, say, to fight fire with fire? And if you cheat or embellish on your federal uh, federal income tax returns, then well, I, as Mark has pointed out, if, as Mark has pointed out before, the the cheating on the income taxes is actually a, a it's stiffer a five, penalty. Right, it's a five year sentence as opposed to the one year for not filing. And Ian doesn't pay taxes; he doesn't pay income right. taxes. I don't pay the federal government. The only time the feds get money from me is if you know I'm paying my cell phone, cell phone bill, or if right. I am paying, you know, if I'm buying a tank of gas. Or something like that. Something they've taxed that I can't possibly get away from. As far as directly being taxed by those guys, I'm not participating in that. So, and if I, understand. I well, you have it pretty good in New Hampshire with no sales tax. You don't have to worry about that. That's but, it um, is nice. Well, I, I definitely agree. Um, I, I, I see your point. It's definitely more principled than mine. But well, no. If you've got a job where they're not going to change your withholding, where they're going to, you know, there's you try to get them to change your withholding, they say no. Well, then you've got to do what you've got to do. I mean, at that point, if you're going to get a refund at the end of the year, then jump through their hoops. But if you get to the point of where you're absolutely fed up with the federal government, you're fed up with the tyranny, and you're fed up with them stealing people's kids uh, from uh, from and blowing up people around the world and killing in your name, as soon as you get pushed to the point of no return, you'll you'll understand and you'll say, you know what, uh, maybe I'll just find another job where I don't have to to, to have withholding, or maybe uh, maybe you'll start making so much that the withholding won't matter anymore, and that they'll uh, you know that they'll demand money from you at the end of the year. You'll have to cut them a check instead of instead of getting a refund. If you're not going to get a refund, if you've got to cut them a check, then you know let them keep the money. You, know, you already got the money, right, but you're right. not getting any more. You know that kind of thing. Um, so well, well, see, I'm not eligible for a refund every year, but if I embellish enough. The federal government gets less money because they have to send some back to me, yeah. which is rightfully mine. So it's fine. So yeah. in a way, I, I'm kind of diminishing point zero 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 one percent of their size. I would never, I would never rag right? on somebody for still being part of the system. I Except mean, I for just, me. I've just gone. Well, you're fair game. But I've just, uh, you know, I've just gone beyond that at this point, and I think some people are going. Everybody's got their line in the sand that they're going to cross someday, and they're going to say, "I've had it. I'm not going to even jump through well, their hoops true, anymore." That's true. I'm not going to fill out their paperwork anymore. I'm not going to be their slave, even if it does mean I'll get $100 back. And in your case, you're saying you don't even get money back from them. You're just trying to reduce well, the amount they get. Legally, I shouldn't get money back, but if I cheat on my taxes, I, I get money back. So, so I embellish the truth in order to get money that I feel I And that was Robert so-and-so in Massachusetts. Hey, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it, and uh, good luck with your taxes there. Have fun with that. Uh, so, Jack Thompson, we, do we have enough time to s at least start this letter, Julia? Because yeah. it's going to be a while before you're on the show. At least say it, tell what he did. All right. Yeah. Well, I just thought this was really funny. I went looking for Jack Thompson news because I knew since GTA 4 just came oh, out that he had say. something to say about yep. it. And so what he did was he wrote a letter, an email, to the Take-Two company, which is the a company that, exactly, that puts out the game, the executive's mother, <laughs> who has nothing to do with the game production at all. But Mother's Day's next week. Yeah, exactly, so which is why. Yeah. So I'll start the letter. Say it's pretty amusing. Say some crappy stuff to somebody's mom on Mother's Day. That's right. Nice. Dear Mrs. Zelnick, your son, as you may know, or maybe you don't, is chairman of Take-Two Interactive Software, whose most popular video games are the Grand Theft Auto murder simulator games banned in some countries, but sold to children here. <laughs> <laughs> your son last week was reported to have said the following about Grand Theft Auto 4 due to the release. 
We've already received numerous reviews, and to a one, they are perfect scores. My mom couldn't have written better reviews. Taking your son's thought, I would encourage you either to play this game or have an adroit video gamer play it for you. Some of the latter gamers are on death row, so try to find one out in the civilian population who hasn't killed someone yet. Wow. Talk about yeah. embellishing. <laughs> what, we, what you will see in your son's game... I'm sorry. What will you see? What what you will see in your son's game, if this GTA is anything like its predecessors, is incredible interactive violence aimed at police officers, innocent bystanders, and of course the plentiful female prostitutes you can have sex with and then fillet with a knife or stomp your feet in order to get your money back. You know, and and like I said previously about this stuff, uh, Jack. Jack is just an, another in a long line of uh, alarmists out there that mm-hmm. uh, want to, you know, scare people about what 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 their children are consuming. I have right here a quote from uh, let's see, the uh, gentleman's name is Sterling North, and he was a uh, renowned uh, editor of uh, the Chicago Daily News. He said in 1940 on May the 8th. Oh man, this is this is something you can do in a minute, Mark. Badly drawn and badly written. Badly printed, a stain on the young eyes and the young nervous system, the effect of these pulp paper nightmares is that of a violent stimulant. Their crude blacks and reds spoil a child's natural sense of color. Their hypodermic injection of sex and murder make the child impatient with better, though quietest stories. Unless... They want a coming generation even more furious than the present one. Parents and teachers throughout America must band together to break the comic magazine. <laughs> I mean, it, it's all just the same crap. Yeah, same old stuff. You just churn it up and do the same thing. It, it, in 1940, it was, that was about uh, comic books. It was Sterling North, and here in 2008, it's Jack, Jack Ball Thompson. Thompson. <laughs> yep, we're out of time. It has been Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Returning tomorrow night. I know Julia wants to play that Grand Theft Auto I'm Part going upstairs so right bad. now to kill some ballas. Cap some ballas. Well, that's the old one. That's the same. Andrea's, the, the new one's coming out. I guess it's already out and people are having a lot of fun with it. And that's what it's all about. I fun. Want it. We like fun. See you tomorrow night. FreeTalkLive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.